This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, who the f*** that is? I don't know that bitch. I don't know him neither. Man, they look familiar though. Man, I must have called amnesia. Cue the music! Hey everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and yes, that is those were lyrics from an actual song. Uh, with me as always are the Destructo Bros. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Yo, what up y'all? It's the one and only Turtle Bear Man. It's Nate. Hey, what's up? It's Willie. Have a good evening. I'm gone. Good night. And that was uh, this week's episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming um, Special shout out to our Patreon donors. Yeah. <laughs> Greg what, uh, and bigger Greg. <laughs> what are you, what have you guys been up to this week? Or these past two weeks, actually. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. So yeah, for me, oh, no, I was say, please. I found um, uh, I finally was like playing around on that my abandonware site, mm, and, I yeah. saw, and I saw a game on there that I've been always wanted to play that I just never had a way to because like the last system I think it came out for was like GameCube and Xbox and PS2 or three. I don't three. I guess it would have been. I don't know. I'm bad with console generations. But anyway, it was Sonic Heroes, which had a PC release at that time, too, that never got resupported or picked up again. So it just kind of been chilling in the nether of PC gaming for a long time. And it's available on my abandonware. So picked that up and started playing it for free. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that's uh, that's one of the 3D games. Yeah, it's 3D. It's one came after uh, Sonic Adventure 2. It was the one where you were playing as teams of characters from Sonic. So... You'd be playing as Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles combined at the same time, or um, Shadow, Omega, and Rouge the Bad at the same time. So it's a really interesting concept because you get to switch between them with like using like, well, I set it up to be on the um, bumper keys on my controller. So it's just really neat how you can switch between the characters to be able to do different things in the levels. And it gives you like branching paths where you can pick one character or the other and it takes you a different route, which I think is a pretty cool mechanic. That sounds like Trine, but with Sonic characters. That's awesome. Oh, I keep meaning to get to Trine, dude. I, that's one I really want to get to. Yeah, in, in Trine, you have three characters that you swap between depending on what you need to do in the levels and stuff. And yeah, That's cool. That sounds just like that. It does sound a lot. That sounds very similar. That's pretty <laughs> cool. So do you always have like a, a speed character, a flying character, and like a punching through shit character? Or? Yeah, it's almost what they're called. It's speed, um, flying, and power. Nice. So, like, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, Speed, Flying, Power, and then it's um, Shadow, Rouge, and Omega. Like, I can't... I think Team Rose, which is Amy, is Amy, Cream, and Big the Cat is the power character. And then Team Chaotix, which is... Uh, oh, what is... Espio. Espio the Chameleon, Charmy B, and Vector the Crocodile. Okay, that's neat. Shit. I just want to say speed flying power sounds like the name of a baby metal song <laughs> and I would listen to it because they rock <laughs> oh man um, I, I've just been fucking around in Final Fantasy 11 still uh, I'm at level 87 pushing my way to 99 uh, and yeah that's been fun I, I got a gear drop that doesn't 
it won't make any sense to anybody listening to this except Dave. And Hi, I sent Dave. Dave a screenshot of it. So, <laughs> he, you know, so I won't get into what it is because there's a lot of stats on it. But it was a really good piece of gear. And I was just like, hell yeah, I guess I'm going to level Monk. So that's what I've been leveling is Monk. Nice. Um, Will, Willie, what you been up to, man, before I get into the uh, Fantasy League stuff? I've just been uh, trying to get a little bit more physical exercise lately. And I've been having some fun with that, doing some jogging and shit like that. Had a four-mile walk today you know just trying to get my legs beneath me uh i feel like i've been really getting my uh sleep schedule regulated a lot better just because i've been exercising more and that's been good for my general physical health mental health and all that so like that's cool nice oh yeah oh yeah that's good to hear i guess i kind of buried the lead on this one too is i kind of got a world record in speed running over the weekend That's oh also yeah, true. that's right. Yeah, that's sure. right. It's a meme category for the Blue Marlin, which was basically how fast can you beat Florida? And I got a really, really good time. It's going to be fairly difficult to beat. It's not impossible. It'll probably get beat eventually if people run the category. But I am a world record holder. How many? No. How, Nate, how, can you tell me how many times did you run this category? Yeah, it's a very meme category. So I got my world record on my 59th attempt. Out of. Um, out of 69 attempts. Nice, 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 nice. What, what is a meme category? I don't understand. So basically it's like a category. It's not like a full real category of a game. So like a lot of people consider like doing a single character run in like Super Mario 2 a meme category because there's no reason to do it. It's not going to make anything special happen. It's just something you can do. So basically in Blue Marlin you do four separate um uh, tournaments to win this one it's basically just do the first tournament as fast as you can which is actually different than what the strategy would be for doing a full any percent category so it is a little bit different the strategy is different but it's it's just meany it's just not like anything people are going to care a whole lot about in the long run okay I so like you. as com- as opposed to like 100 percenting or any percent in the game fully right. from start to finish Okay, I got gotcha. you. So that's kind of like my idea of how I just wanted to speed run uh, Bleak Falls Barrow. Yeah. In, in Skyrim. Just that one dungeon, because I can run that dungeon super fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it a thousand times or so. Um, Okay. Yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome, though. Yeah. Like, no, I'm happy about it. That's really cool. Bar. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's a dope shirt. Just saying, Gremlins. Uh-huh. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Um, There were some, uh, some updates to the Fantasy League. Nice. Uh, I do want to point out uh, one Jeremy was talking some shit earlier about he was ahead in points and stuff. And as far as far as I'm looking, sir, I'm still way the fuck ahead of you. Uh, so I don't know where you were talking about. You got second place held firm. Maybe but, homie uh, should have bought Elden Ring. <laughs> should have went first on the draft. No. Uh, Get it together, Jezza. Or is it the other Jeremy? <laughs> no, no, it's Jezza. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. No, the other the other Jeremy has not drafted anything since the draft. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of Jezza, he got Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, and added it. Like, I don't know if it's a remake or a reboot or a re something. I I, I don't know. I'll re something uh, you. <laughs> um, I think I mentioned the last time we were on here that I picked up One Piece Odyssey. Um, Cody picked up a game. A couple games uh the song of nunu oh no i'm sorry yeah that's the legal legend story he already had that but uh the day before uh which i believe is out oh no i'm sorry it's not going to release this year Ooh, so he's, he's gonna have to drop that he picked that up and then it said it's not gonna womp, come womp. oh yo who got for, who, who got forgotten land who got kirby in the forgotten land on your uh group 
That was Steph, who's actually the one, the next one I was going to bring up. I was going to say, uh, that had to be worth some juice, right? Because that game seems to be beloved. Uh, I got an 85, 85? so we're 50, 15 points. Not bad, not bad. It's not bad. I, I'm genuinely considering picking that game if it was my next Switch game. Like That seems like a right. load of fun. The one that she picked up that I was surprised about was Martha is Dead. That game got a 69. Nice. Not, is, not yeah, nice, nice, so it's like minus one point, isn't it? That's negative, <laughs> that's negative a point. But, uh, she picked up... It looks like since the last time we were on, um, and I might have said these last time I did this, but I don't remember, so I'm just going to say them again. Anyway, Sinuous Saga, Hellblade 2, um, Shovel Knight Dig, Warhammer 40,000 Darktide, and Soul Hackers 2. Mm. And uh, poo on her for Soul Hackers 2 because I wanted that to round out my JRPG choices. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then Phil has now filled up his Philly uh, yeah. G. Has filled up his uh yeah <laughs> his his list he uh, he picked up Cult of the Lamb and yeah uh speaking of real quick about uh, Phil's list since he took Babylon's Fall and that game got a forty three uh, at the moment um what? that game had one player on Steam the other day wow. Jesus Christ and I was like ouch so that game's pretty much dead dead in the water already can he get a refund or something because goddamn <laughs> well, that's just brutal he he brought up today in chat he goes. Well, I'm not stupid enough to buy that game, but I was stupid enough to bid on it in the, in the Fantasy League. Nice. Uh, which made me laugh. But yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on. And I think uh, Mike picked up The Quarry, um, which looks really cool. That's the the new game by the, by the people that do um, Until Dawn and stuff like that. And it's got uh, David Arquette was in the trailer. He's one of the characters in the game. Um, it looks like a really Put some story respect on that name. So his name is yeah. a former WCW world heavyweight champion, David Arquette. Yeah. And a deathmatch wrestler. Actually, to be honest, the deathmatch, I think he, he did a match with Nicky Gage or some shit like that. Like apparently he legitimately acquitted himself and looked fucking awesome. in his return to indie wrestling. So like good for him. Like he knows that he was like a bit of an embarrassment in wrestling and decided to come back and put his body in the line for no fucking reason whatsoever <laughs> and was like yeah. really cool about it. So like big props to David Arquette. Like I know I'm like joking on him the being the WCW champion or whatever, but like honestly, I, I have respect for him just to come back and put himself through that. Yeah, I I agree, dude. Kind of just come and prove that he he does love wrestling and people can stop yeah <laughs> just remembering him from that wcw stuff <laughs> um so gentlemen i am curious so i'll get into why i'm going to ask your guys mostly opinions on this game um we played amnesia the dark descent um this i believe this was all three of our first times dabbling in this yes. what was it again i forgot sorry what was it it was uh he, for um, he forgot uh we we uh, went we went not, down without a lot of it, light, but I don't remember what it was about. His his name's Daniel. Uh, oh, my Danny name boy. is Daniel. His name is Robert Paulson. Wait, wrong. My name is Daddy. I'm <laughs> carrying the wind. Bob has bitch tits. <laughs> God, I'm doing too many things at once. <laughs> so so many pop culture references. What is this Tarantino movie? <laughs> No, because uh, I haven't but, got my feet out yet. Hold on. Here's my feet. Yeah. What's up, bitch? Here's my feet. Oh, I hated that. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, that was that was a hell of a stretch you just did to do that. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. It sucked a whole bunch, dude. Um, 
so we, we played amnesia the dark descent and i'm curious like um did you guys did you guys have any any knowledge of this beforehand yeah 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 i um so this game was a little infamous like when it came out because it was a little bit famous for like a lot of the yelly let's play type guys your your markiplier's and PewDiePie types like playing it and overreacting to it and just generally like clickbaiting this game as the scariest thing ever made. And so like I came into this game with a pretty low impression of it to be honest. Yeah, th- I do know that this game really helped uh like set apart like on you back in the day on YouTube where like this really started to help the let's players that weren't just playing call of duty and getting really good kill streaks and stuff like that. You know, this kind of opened up the door to yeah. The yelling, screaming, ah, scary video type things that you see these days. Um, what about you, Nate? Yeah, no, I came in this one totally blind. Like I somehow avoided that entire section of when it was big on YouTube. Like I guess cause like 2010, I wasn't really that, into playing or keeping up with the video game scene at that point. So You were like four years old in 2010. I was a year <laughs> graduated out of college, my dude. <laughs> um I'm just bullying yeah. my little brother because I think it's funny. I had I had always heard about this game being scary, but I didn't ever you know, look into it or read about it because I figured one day I'd eventually play it. Yeah, that's the cool thing too is like even though I knew that a lot of these like youtuber types did it i didn't actually watch their videos of it so like i did end up going into it pretty much blind in terms of content yeah um i right off the bat unfortunately uh this game uses some really cool camera effects uh but they made me super fucking nauseous um so i ended up more so watching somebody else play this game and then i did a bunch of research about what was actually going on in the background and stuff during the game so I'm going to let you guys uh, talk and I'll kind of you know, ask questions and things about your experiences with, you know, as much as you guys played. And then I'll talk about the endings and my opinion on that. And then uh, some cool mechanics that were going on. So, yeah, um, I'll say right off the bat, I thought that the atmosphere was expertly crafted. Like I really loved a lot of what they did with it. They made it a darker game in a kind of a castle setting, but it wasn't too dark. It wasn't one of those ones where you had to like keep your face up right up on the screen to see what was going on or anything like that. And it thought I did a really good job of subtly and sometimes not so subtly messing with you because mm. like you would start to lose a little bit of sanity, your head, you start, your vision would start to blur. You would start to kind of like wobble around and stuff a little bit. And it just made an interesting thing where it was like you had control of your character all the time. But it didn't feel like you had control sometimes. It was just kind of an interesting way of going about it. Yeah, and I think even in the uh, the manual, there's like a statement of purpose in the document where it's like, this isn't a game that's about being beaten. This is a game where you come in and you feel it. I, I could actually bring up the exact text of it. It's something very similar to that, where it's like, you know, this this isn't a game that you're supposed to come in here and beat. It's a game you're supposed to, you know, it it's makes you uncomfortable. It's supposed to make you feel disoriented and all that. And I think it did a good job of doing that, honestly. Yeah. And I like how it, it tells the backstory because, you know, obviously the game's called Amnesia. So you're getting all the story through, like, notes and flashbacks and things that you're trying to remember as you're playing. Which I thought was something that it did uh, really cool because you you do end up finding out later why your character has amnesia, which we'll get to. The, I'll get to that, but I mean, I feel like also too, like it could have been cornier than it was. Like, 
walking around through this old stone temple and all that. It's like, it, it should have been a corny and lame experience. But the fact is, <laughs> they felt like they had a cool story to tell. I, I sneezed in the middle of that sentence. Sorry about that. But like, <laughs> it, seriously, you get in there and it's just like, it felt interesting. It felt like there was something cool to tell us about. It wasn't just like, hey, here's a castle where some spooky shit happens. Fuck you. Like, there was actually, like, I felt like some story there. And I, I had a lot of fun with that already. Like, even from the start. Oh, yeah. Well, before we get too far into it, um, I do have O-dubs. Oh, yeah. I just yes. wanted to get Let you guys uh, Let us opening get opinion. that. So... Amnesia, The Dark Descent, is a survival horror adventure game by Frictional Games, who Friction, you may know. Frictional um, Games? What, what else have Frictional Games done? Frictional Games did Penumbra, um, oh, okay. the Penumbra, Penumbra series. Okay. Um, then they did Amnesia. So then they're, they did they're largely a horror well. group. Uh, yeah, I think exclusively they do horror. Um, so this was released in 2010 for Microsoft Windows and Mac OS systems and Linux. And in 2016 for the PlayStation 4, and 2018 for the Xbox One. The game features a protagonist named Daniel, exploring a dark and foreboding castle called Brennenburg, while trying to maintain his sanity by avoiding monsters and unsettling events. Um, And the game was critically well-received, earning two awards from the Independent Games Festival and numerous positive reviews. Um, This game was originally released on Humble Bundle. Wait, that was where it was originally released? Yeah, um, it it was put out on PCs and stuff, and it got put out on the Humble Bundle, um, huh. either in their monthly thing that they did or something, and that's what first drew all the attention to this game. That's wild. That and a uh, a review by I don't remember if it was PC Gamer or like IGN or something. They gave it like a a, rec- a reviewer's recommendation for people to check out, and that really boosted this game because this game was a make or break for frictional games. Like if this game didn't do well, they were going to tank. It was their final fantasy. It was their final fantasy, um, and yeah, ended up working out. Wow, because of those that's amazing. Those and and then of course it exploded on YouTube, and then yeah, there, you know they they've been fine ever since. But yeah, um. There is a sequel, a direct. So there's a like a spinoff esque sequel called Amnesia, um, Amnesia uh, Machine for Pigs. A Machine for Pigs, yeah, which is in the same world but a different alternate timeline type thing with different characters. And then there is a another sequel that just came out recently called Amnesia Rebirth. Okay, did not know about. And then they're also uh, they're also famous for a game called Soma, which is one that I really look forward to us playing one day. Um. But yeah, I mean, everything else on the Wikipedia is just like gameplay and plot and stuff, and we'll get into that. But um, what was the first moment uh, in the game that made you guys go, oh, shit? Because I can very vividly remember, like, even as far as I got, I remember this one particular moment that I would, it made me jump a little bit. Honestly, the first time that I felt like I was really starting to get, like, deep into it and a little bit scared was when we were down in the... Um, wine cellar i think trying to get the ingredients for the potion and there was just a lot more dark area down there than the rest of the game that you've played so far so like you would start losing sanity a lot faster and more things would happen a lot quicker so i can remember getting scared that something was going to come out of the dark and grab me because like i was like i got to be careful with these tinder boxes which mechanically are what mm. you use to keep light going on and candles and things and so I, was, I, gotta, I can't use all these, but I'm really scared and I want to use all these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, dude. Absolutely. 
absolutely say like the the from the beginning the moment it told me you only get so many oil lamps you get so many uh, uh tinder boxes i was like oh shit I, I just can't use them anymore i've got to fucking manage this shit for the rest of my game like it put attention in me from the get-go that like just i didn't really know what to do with but like from the start i was like oh my god i cannot fucking light these lamps i cannot fucking do anything i'm just like fucking intimidated i'm scared that was one of the issues that i had where it was like oh fuck well if there's how do i know which ones i should light and which ones i don't and really you don't that's just something you have to decide as a as a player yeah and And ages of rpgs taught us to never use anything in our inventory ever (laughs) mega elixir with 10 of them left gang what's up (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude it's and um did you guys play this game with headphones on yes i did yes yes i dude. played the game with the headphones in and the lights off i literally went all in like i, oh, yeah. I when i was playing this game I'm like no fucking spook me and like the the ambient sounds of this are great because like there's always the little sounds yeah. beneath you the little like uh the, the hissing cockroaches did you get very early on and then, like, throughout the entire game, there's still all these weird little sounds that you don't even know where they're coming from. And, like, even after you've basically understood and cleared out an area, there's still weird-ass sounds you still hear the whole time. Yeah, I definitely think that the sound design carries this game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it, it is masterfully done. Um, it definitely invokes the, uh, I guess, anxiety in you, you know what I mean? When you're when you're creeping around and there's just that little bit of ambience in the background that just makes you uneasy. Yeah. And yeah, it really wants to trigger good. your flight response, like because you yes. want to run away from everything that's happening. Because like this game does not really have much of a fighting back mechanic to it, so it's like I, I, as far as I know, it has no fighting back mechanic. I think your only ability is just yep. to either retreat or advance past where it goes, and that. That is one of my qualms with this game is that this game was so popular that it made a bunch of other horror games do that. So now we have games, a lot of games where it's like you can't fight back against the monsters and it's like, man, I want to at least be able to punch it as it's killing me. <laughs> like try to fight back at least a little bit. Um, yeah, but I really think it was worked to the benefit of this game because like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you had uh, guns and stuff, well, well. This game, you would fire off all your ammo before exactly. you ever ran you would into have a like monster. four shots, and then you just shoot them all off, and you'd be like, "Well, what the fuck am I going to do now?" <laughs> yeah, you get spooked by a shadow, let off half a clip. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. Uh, did you guys were there, were there any puzzles that stood out to you? So there's one that puzzle that was really mm. early in the game that I loved. I loved making the potion because like you had yes! to go down to the basement and find like all these different ingredients for the potion, which you learned about how to make by reading the old, um, I don't remember what it, his title was in the game, like the alchemist or whatever, his journal. And you had but, to go find the ingredients for it and bring it back up to there to be able to um, make it. Yeah, I felt like it did a really good job of like bringing that into the lore and all of that. Like, uh, De- was it, uh, it was Daniel's, like, his, his leader, his boy, uh, fucking Alexander. Alexander, yeah. Yeah. And he, like, he gave you a little bits of hints and little tidbits throughout all of that. And it just, uh, it was good. It did a great job of making me want to know, one, 
why I am following this guy, and two, why I want to kill him. Because that's the main plot of the game. The ultimate point is you're going to kill Alexander, right? Yeah. But yep. why? And, uh, why am I doing that? We find out. It's it's fucking cool. It, it's a cool story. It's really fun. Yeah, and it, it ends up being like that. There was a shadow following you, and you end up oh, taking shit. solace. Yeah, we we should probably bring this up too. It's it. The game tells a lot of the story through um, journals, and at one point you were in an archaeological dig in uh, I think in West Africa. And, like, you were just fucking digging down there. You got this cool fucking relic. Your guy touched it. And then all of a sudden, kashblooey, it blew his shit up. He's fucked up from it forever and all that. But apparently, the moment he touched it, like, there's this thing following called the shadow, which is, like, deleting reality as it comes. That's, like, so fucking cool. It's a wild fucking concept, right? It's almost like uh, the Tommyknockers, but more believable. Yeah, a little <laughs> um, Tommyknockers, a little Langoliers, that kind of shit. Yeah. That's what I meant, Langoliers. Goddamn, not Tommyknockers, Langoliers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you meet Alexander and he basically tells you like, oh, I know all about that. You know, we just have to keep the evil away from you. So you start like hanging out with him and he starts teaching you and stuff. Well, it ends up being that Daniel kind of gets to this point where he thinks that this thing is following evil. So he starts killing people who are evil around him. And it really starts developing a question of what makes someone evil because him killing all of these people made him just as evil as he assumed that they were. And that's it. That's why it ends up being towards like, you know, that it explains that he drinks the amnesia potion. So he forgets all the evil. So he wouldn't be scared of Alexander. He wouldn't remember how powerful Alexander is. So you can go and kill him. And I was like, that's such a cool fucking idea. (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to go ahead and point back to the journal entries themselves too. Like there were some really cool ones. Like remember when you go down into the wine cellar and you start reading things down there Yes. and you get the whole story about like he has all these soldiers down there, invites them to this giant wine drinking party and has them drink the wine. And it's all just poison to begin with at the end, which just like except for like the graphic detail of what the poison did to the people really made that story a lot more compelling like oh yeah we invited a bunch of dudes down here and poisoned them you know like the details put into the journal entries i thought really helps tie everything in together of how dark this story was supposed to be and how much thought they really put into it yeah and when his memories are messing with him um there's a point where there's like a tank with a bunch of water uh, that you have to you have to fill it up, but there's somebody talking to you from the other side of the tank. You hear a voice coming from it, and then you fill it up with water, and you go click it again, and it says the voice has fallen silent, <laughs> and it's because they drowned in that fucking tank. You know what I mean? There's another room where I think it's the one where you have to put the cogs, the cog puzzle, go and find them, and then put them together. But did you have to rotate this handle? And there are shackles hanging from the the ceiling, and the shackles on the floor, and there's a stool there. And as it starts pulling up, you're hearing a woman crying and screaming and stuff and hearing like bones crunch. And then the stool kicks over as the things keep going and you just keep turning this thing. And it's like you're really it's making you mentally picture what was happening originally when they were ripping someone in half with torture devices and stuff. And there's fucking journals about how to keep the patient alive longer so they suffer more and things like that. It's brutal. Fucking brutal. 
It's no. so full of good, brutal stuff like that that makes you realize that, yeah, you are in this mansion that is pure evil, at least the people who lived inside of it. And, like, the backstory of, like, the immortal Alexander <laughs> was the whole concept behind that character, too. Yeah, right. He's the, uh, he's like the end all be all evil guy. And it, I guess they created the, the monsters that you see throughout, the, like, the flesh monster things that come running at you and stuff. Um, I didn't find them nearly as scary no. as that monster that was uh, the water monster because you couldn't see no. it. All you could see was its footsteps in the water. Even that if was you cool look one. straight at it, you'd only see the footsteps. That was so. So I think Nate, you just you tapped out a moment before you would have got to it. But holy shit, there was a scene in this game where you were like running through this like almost sewer and like. There was a monster was following you, like, splash, 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 like, footsteps. It was crazy. Yeah, it could it could sense you when you were in the water. So you had to run and jump on something outside the water, and this thing would run up, and you could hear it breathing and stuff, yeah. but you can't see it. But you could see and the then, footprints. And moreover, yeah. occasionally you would see, like, a little bit of fucking meat, just some dead fucking body that washed up on your shore and you could be like throwing that out at there and then that would distract it for a second yeah distracting it with body parts and stuff to get away so fucking nasty so fucking sick it was really intense but um this game does show its age a little bit and it's uh monster models (laughs) i will say um they are not that terrifying looking i don't even know if they were that scary for the time i think that's why like a main part of this game is like don't look at them because that'll drive you crazy (laughs) don't look at them because they weren't very well designed no (laughs) uh, what what the game is lacking in the the visuals as far as the monsters and stuff they definitely make up for with the atmosphere and and you know the mechanics going on in the background and stuff like that um speaking of tapping out so when i first loaded this game up i was like something looked off so i was like oh maybe i need to like log out and check my nvidia settings and see or maybe just you know go back to the options menu and stuff so i had loaded into the game walked around a little bit closed out of it i got an achievement called nope <laughs> which is <laughs> just an achievement for quitting when the get when the going is getting good <laughs> And I was like, "That's that's hilarious, dude." The game. <laughs> I feel like that that lets everyone know on your friends list who looks to see if you've played that game. Like, oh no, yeah, they they immediately just fuck. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say this too. I think that the uh, especially really early on, like it really stuffs you hard with the fucking uh, special effects and shit. It's like constantly like your character's like coughing and sputtering and looking down and looking up and shit you'd have very little control over what the fuck he's doing like daniel is not in your control at all early in the game yeah and that's and that's what made me really nauseous was the the camera doing all that weird stuff where it was like rotate and then you'd kind of like stumble and the hallway would get a little longer and then come back in i've like i've been this drunk before i don't like it (laughs) i don't like it um so let's uh let's talk about some of the endings so did neither of you saw the endings right no i think both of us got less than halfway into the game honestly okay well spoilers for everyone um i i believe that this game is better experienced exactly the way that you guys did as somebody who've watched markiplier play through the whole thing right we should we, we should have watched markiplier play it is that what you're telling us no 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 
I'm, I'm saying like I, I just didn't think the endings were that satisfying and I'm ah. about to read them to you they're not very long in these paragraphs but okay but yeah so there's three endings okay there's one Daniel's ending the revenge ending for this ending Daniel must topple all of the pillars in order to ruin Alexander's ritual so in the final room there are four pillars they're shooting bolts of light towards this orb in the middle right and it's him it's alexander doing his fucking thing up there so you topple those to ruin the ritual the ground begins to shake and the shadow creeps under alexander who screams in pain curls into the fetal position and dissolves into a blue mist seemingly killed by the shadow but never touched by it the shadow however does not touch daniel and after the screen fades to black a short cutscene will play of daniel seemingly just leaving the castle over the sound of shifting stones as the shadows growth daniel will say uh, it was my greatest triumph and i never looked back you think I was afraid of fleeing Brennenberg? Quite the contrary. I knew it was my purgatory. Hellfire m- made to wash away my sins. There is no denying things I've done, but I've paid my tribute. I gave them that awful man. I did the right thing. Hmm. End of game. Right? That sounds like the good ending. That's No, that's not the good ending. Oh. That's the revenge ending. <laughs> that's I, I agree. I think that would have been the good ending, right, to me. Uh, so Alexander's ending is the bad ending. Do nothing in the orb chamber and let Alexander just do his thing. <laughs> And like he disappears an through the portal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he disappears through the portal. Daniel will hear the prisoners and the little girl that he killed begging for mercy while the shadow invades the room and seems to rip him to pieces within a minute. Nice. After the screen blackens and the shadow's war fades, Alexander's voice will be heard saying, Thank you, my friend. Your sacrifice won't be forgotten. You will be celebrated forever. Forever. And, uh, fun fact. This ending can also be triggered while in the cells. Um, after being locked inside the cells, if you do nothing to escape, it'll draw the shadow who will kill you in the same way. <laughs> uh, and then the good ending, which is the Agrippa ending, which is uh, you eventually come upon a Agrippa who is like the the opposite of Alexander. And he's all tied up in like a dead body looking thing. So they're using all these names of like fucking Greek mythology, Agrippa and Alexander. That's, I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. It's actually, it's the, it's the two philosophers. Yes. Um, but so Agrippa gets his head torn off. So you have to go and pick his head up and you got to put his head into the portal right before the preparations complete. So instead of Alexander going through, you throw Agrippa's head through and Alexander yells out, no, you fool, you have ruined us. And the shadow consumes Alexander and Daniel, who both scream in pain. I'll remind you, this this is the good ending. They both scream in pain before Alexander dissolves into blue and Daniel collapses to the ground. The screen blackens. Then a floating blue light appears. And while Daniel walks towards the light, Agrippa says, there he is. Do you see him, Wire? He's, he deserves so much more. Please help him. I know you can. Don't worry, Daniel. It will be all right. Screen fades to white, then black, then credits. End of game. Aww. That makes me sad. That th- that felt sad. That was very melancholy. Fuck. I'm like over here like hearing this for the first time. I'm feeling fucking melancholy about it. So there is a, a rare file in the game's files called super underscore secret dot rare. And uh, you have to get all three endings. And at, in each ending screen, there's a little code at the bottom of the ending screen. And you have to figure out which order to put the three little codes in. And that's the password to open up the rare file in the in the files no this and, uh, is too much like a different game we've played before and and once you open it up it's cool man there's like there's art design stuff from uh the development there is a- information about the engine um some designs and stuff and uh pretty much like there's a uh, there's a whole thing about like the uh, the outline like their whole when they first wrote out chapter one they have a whole document about the design and how they were going to do it and stuff i found it all really interesting yeah, that uh, sounds really cool actually 
just behind the scenes it's kind of like it's just some stuff that you know you you earned it by playing through the game and seeing everything in it you know figuring out like the quote-unquote last puzzle of the game yeah uh there was one other thing i was gonna bring up oh that's right okay so now that we've talked about all of that would you like to know something interesting about the sanity mechanic absolutely i would yeah what's up bro? much like the cake oh the no sanity there's mechanic. no sanity mechanic in this actual game the sanity mechanic is a lie. What? Literally so the, the sanity mechanic is literally a number and wherever it is at, they will put in sanity reactions to your character and stuff, right? But it's all scripted. Literally, there is not one moment in this game where you walk in and there is, might be a chance that a monster is going to jump out and get you. All of that is in your head. Wow. This game plants things in your head in the beginning to make you scare yourself throughout the entire fucking thing. That's so good, dude. Because it yeah, works. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Yo, now that bro. I've told you guys that, I'll send you the video after we're done recording and I'll post it in the Discord. Um, Arstakana, I think that's what it's called. Arstakana. It doesn't matter. There's a YouTube channel. It's a little interview with the developer. It's like 14 minutes long. And he explains how they got that to work and what they wanted to do and how that didn't work. So they faked it and it just worked really good. <laughs> I am like literally losing my goddamn mind right now. Like that is how good they did this shit. I didn't even notice it because I was just yeah. so busy being like stuck in these little tunnels and these little sewers and all that shit. Like, dude, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. I, I thought that that was just an incredible little detail that they just used the game's atmosphere against you. That's beautiful. And then, That's beautiful. That's honestly beautiful. Yeah. Um, if I was going to give this, like, even though I didn't play it, dude, I think if I was going to give this uh, a rating, uh, I'd probably give this like a solid seven and a half because in retrospect, it's quite generic. Like, um, or I'm sorry, retroactively, because games have taken this model and moved forward with it since then, before it's time, this game's fucking awesome. Yeah. They did everything perfect, in my opinion. So like seven and a half, eight, somewhere around in there, I'm going to give it straight up uh, out of fleshy monsters. <laughs> Yeah, to me, I think that the only thing, in my opinion, that really needed... It just needs a little bit of updating to be a much better game. Like, it came out 12 years ago, I guess, and it shows. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just an older game now. And, like, I feel like mechanically, there's things you could do to make it play a little bit more comfortably. Make the inventory system a little bit easier to navigate from a modern player perspective. And there's just things that they could do like that to make it a slightly better experience overall. But... As it stands, I think it set accomplished what it set out to do, and so many games that came after it took inspiration off of it. So for me, I give it an eight out of ten sanities that don't exist. Oh yeah, I think I have to give myself just straight up eighty-two points out of a hundred Cthulhu Mythos because <laughs> at this point I am losing my fucking sanity. I am losing my mind, and this game has got into my head. Like, this was a good game. This game did this shit way ahead of its time. A lot of the great games, the fun games we played, just used a lot of these techniques. And yeah. shit, like, this game did it great. It did it fantastic. And I will say I that out of all the horror games that we've played that are like commercial horror games, I'm not going to count Phasmophobia in that. <laughs> that this is the best one we've played, the best horror game we've played for the show. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, okay. I can't agree with that 
because I played Resident Evil 7 before y'all joined, and that game is really good. But as far as with you guys, I 100% agree. Um, much better than the other ones we played. And this really makes me want to check out um, the other Amnesia titles. Mm-hmm. Like I know Machine Absolutely. for Pigs was developed by a different developer but published by the same people so it's a little different people have their you know issues with that one i've read but uh wasn't there one we just got that was on free on epic or something like that amnesia rebirth okay. that's the new one yeah and then i think i have machine for pigs somewhere too okay on one of one of these fucking launchers <laughs> no i have no problem playing more of these because this was a very good game for sure yeah, d- yeah. absolutely yeah I, I would definitely be interested in maybe diving into rebirth somewhere closer to october hell yeah or something yeah fuck um, yes dude and that leaves us with nate i believe uh the next game is your choice my good sir oh snap we got so what we got all right so i've been thinking about this a lot and for, for a lot of my game picks that i'm gonna be picking it's gonna be classics that i kind of missed out on at the time when they were really big so the one game that's really been jumping out to me lately that i want to d- dive into is half-life Yes! Oh shit, Mr. Freeman, you are welcome to the test chamber. Yeah, that's going to be cool, dude. That's one that I've I've always wanted to play and haven't gotten around to, but for oh, the historical God. aspect of it, yeah, that's that's going to be rad, bro. Yeah, so now we all got an excuse to play. And not to mention selfishly since I got a new VR setup, I really want to be able to feel like I can go into Half-Life Alex at some point with a little bit of knowledge about the series in general. So, yeah. I'm ready to play some Half-Life. Fucking righteous, oh, bro. Dude, I'm looking forward you, to that. Yes, this is the best possible choice you could have made. <laughs> and then, uh, just just for a foreshadow, uh, I think my next choice, I'm going to uh, bug one Paul Korn to join us. For oh, so, I have a feeling I know what that's going to be well, then. Yeah, so we'll, do we'll, I. We'll talk about that next episode. Yeah, got it. Uh, just planting the seed. We can't spoil it now. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that that leads into uh, some some house cleaning. Um, if you'd like to come join our Discord and be one of the cool people that hang out with us in there, and uh, you can vote on the games, much like Amnesia. Amnesia was the fan game poll winner, and uh, the next game is going to be Final Fantasy VII that won that poll. And then there's another poll up right now, so go come join and vote. Uh, it's actually it's actually uh, becoming a closer a closer vote than I thought between American Truck Simulator and. Uh, shadows of mordor oh snap come so, vote on our poll y'all come vote uh we love people on our poll so please come <laughs> come join um and plus we just like talking video games and stuff it's a great time in there uh bit.ly slash tsmp discord uh, all capital letters um also if you would like to support the show which would mean the world to us is patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast um just one dollar a month We'll get you all the episodes early, and uh, also it'll get you things like music episodes that I do. Um, this past weekend, I released a music episode for the Patreon that I put a lot of time into. And he literally uh, did a ton of research and found five hours worth of people that he enjoyed. Uh, yeah, music, female. metal music with female vocalists, I believe, was the theme. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, showcase on female metal vocalists, and it, it ended up being about four hours and 45 minutes Jeez. long. I didn't expect <laughs> it to be that long, um, but I set it up to try to play like the radio where I'll, like, I pop in and give you a little info about the artist and who's singing, like the female and stuff, and then I just let the music talk for itself. Casey um, Kasem up in this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Casey Kasem. Um, Zoinks. But yeah. Do you know Do you know who Casey uh, Kasem is, or were you just like fucking talking there? 
No, no, no. I know. I know. I used to listen to uh, ninety-five. Well, down here it was ninety-five point one WAPE, and it, they would play the top whatever the fuck it was. Oh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. You got. Yeah. Anyways, um, come join the Patreon, patreoncom slash the Machine Podcast, or you know you can donate and get a shout out. Um, I think I believe that is $10 or more like these wonderful people. Nate Sir Cogsworth, the 7th of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable Mr. Syllables himself, old Jeffy Lube and Arisa Adam. Shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction, which I need to edit the next episode of. <laughs> um, I checked our email and uh, Google was making sure that we were still okay. And that was about it. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. Oh, um, the website, yeah, duh, Jesus Christ, uh, bit.ly slash the Steam Machine Podcast, capitalized phonetically, has links to all of the shit that we're pitching to you right now, including tsmpproductions.threadless.com, where you can get a cool-ass shirt of our thing on it. Um, and to wrap up my bullshit so I can pass this over to Nate. Go to uh, the Bandcamp for Nile the Nightmare at nylanninepair.bandcamp.com to hear Dalton's smooth jams and wonderful music. I Thank highly you, recommend the record... Uh, fucking uh clint shit what the fuck was that good you know the biggest asshole in keystone that was a good one (laughs) (laughs) i am i am the biggest asshole in keystone so i'm told um and also shout out to yabs pod yet another bs podcast shout out to the jrpg report um my other podcast that i do and if you would leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast especially itunes that would be fucking wonderful Nate, plug your shit, sir. Yeah, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok at Turtle Bear Man. Been kind of concentrating on my speed running stuff on my um, streams again, so trying to de-rust my Predator speed runs so I can kind of get a little bit better at that again. So more to come. I've been having fun with it, but not taking it as seriously as I once did. But it's still a good time. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Will you got anything you want to plug, good sir? Oh, I don't give an iota of a fuck right now. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, then I will give a shout out to Matt Chat. Go watch his interview he did with Bruce Nesmith from Bethesda. It was really cool. Oh shit, and that's that's a good that's a good recommendation. Fuck yeah, Matt Chat. What's up? And uh, on that note, for the Destructo Bros, my name is Dalton, and until next time, guys, take it easy. Yeah.